Welcome for another episode of the podcast. I'm here with uh, one of my clients, friends, soul sister, Lija Leite. And we both live in Barcelona. Actually, we are at my house uh, recording this episode, so it's very special. And we also have a little helper with us, uh, my little kitty, Calvino, who is here with us. So welcome, Lija. Thank you, thank you. Welcome, Calvino. He, I hope he makes an appearance with his <laughs> sound noise. Here. He's so cute. Yeah, with his noise. So Lija, Lija, you are an energy alignment catalyst, and uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I know you, you are Brazilian, but you live in Barcelona. What's your story? How you came here? Everything. Right. Yes. So I'm originally from Brazil. I've been living in Barcelona for roughly four years now and I am working from here with women all over the world as an energy alignment catalyst. So what I do, Ow. no labels aside, Calvino is biting us. <laughs> I host energy rituals and I share energy teachings. So I host workshops, women's circles here in Barcelona, manifestation, new moon, full moon circles energy alchemy rituals, ceremonies, all the witchy stuff. And I also like to share divine knowledge, the divine knowledge of the cosmos, light language, whatever you want to call it. Translate that into tangible, you know, teachings for us as humans on earth. You know that, well, my approach is one that I know you resonate with as well, where we're, we're grounded and ascended. So we can be working in our ascension, working into, you know, raising our vibration, connecting spiritually and all these things while staying grounded, having food, doing human stuff, you know, and we can talk about it with a glass of wine. So this is what I do in this lifetime and a lot of others. So. <laughs> And how did you, like, how did you actually came to, to do this kind of work uh, and uh, discover these gifts and passions and purpose? Right. So this is something that if I, now from where I'm standing, right? So now working with it, with clarity, having done the inner work, the shadow work and stuff for a while, I can see with so much, with so much clarity when I look back at my past, childhood that I remember I was uh, reading dreams and doing like dream interpretation talking to angels and doing wow. all this stuff with my grandma I used to do that a lot um, with my grandma who whom you've connected with yes by the way <laughs> in our work together uh, she's always around as you saw <laughs> and I remember really going there spiritually with these practices and all with her then conditioning came the sixth sense came out and i blocked <laughs> <laughs> and i blocked a lot of my gifts around that age um because i felt so open to all these things and the way that the entertainment industry and a lot of things portrayed that was scary and like you're not in control so you're mm -hmm. gonna just see shit and and pure pants so i'm like mm -mm. Thank you, but I'm gonna just be human. That's it. Fast forward, uh, was, I was already in business. I was already actually working as a coach. 
and with something that I don't work anymore with. I was doing uh, organization, time management, productivity, consistency coaching, which anyways. <laughs> and, and then I started reconnecting with all these gifts, tapping deeper with especially human design and jinkies were such a pivot for me, it was such a shift because I started reconnecting with my true essence. All those things that I was already doing, that I was already tapping into before the conditioning, you know, even with past life work that I've, always, that I've also done, tapping into my role as a priestess, as leading other women in rituals, in bringing the knowledge and all of that, I saw how that was all encoded in me, which is something we were just talking about, how all of that, your life's work and your purpose, is actually encoded in you already and it's actually very intentional so that's studying that and, and connecting with that opened this whole world for me and then i just remembered that's the word i want to use yeah. i remembered hmm. and uh, so what what is now the type of work uh, transformation you and teaching you offer with your people your clients right so i love to break down the woo stuff and make it accessible and make it tangible make it practical i experienced myself in in the industry and after i started you know learning more about personal development and and deepening my my own awakening that i was always And actually, when I look back at everything in my life, I was always with two different extremes. So I was too weird for the normal people because I was saging myself and doing all this stuff, twirling around in my Palo Santo <laughs> and putting crystals in my bra. So I was, I was too weird for the grounded people and I was too grounded for the spiritual community because I drink wine, because I'm not vegan or, you know, this... this These rules. Yeah, yeah. we are the unquote, same on that. I know. There's this, like unsaid rules that yeah. sometimes we have. And so that's where I found myself. Like, oh, I'm too grounded here, I'm too ascended there. Where the hell do I belong? So this was part of me finding myself and also the work that I bring with my clients now is breaking that myth that you have to do certain things or look a certain way or whatever to be in a spiritual journey. I like to bring the grounding and the ascension so we can carry out all those higher purposes and intention and all here because I mean we did choose to come on earth as a human, right? So neglecting that part is also a disservice. Yeah. You're not experiencing your world as a human which you intended to do. So this is what I like to bring, the spiritual concepts, the woo stuff, quantum field, tapping into all of that, your higher existence really, but in a way that is tangible. So that looks like energy teachings in maybe an accessible, more tangible language, in the rituals where we set intention and we put that into practices. So you're actually taking action and doing things to connect with that. So it's not the... You know, the woo-woo energy talk that is up here and then you go, oh, okay, cool, how do I integrate that? How do I actually apply that? This is where I bring the rituals. Beautiful. 
and uh, like what like what do you see mainly shifting uh, in the in people when they connect uh, these two parts you know these two elements two main things mental hustle and attachment one of the biggest shifts that i always like to bring is detaching from that physical perspective and looking at a certain experience a certain situation from a higher point of view and that doesn't have to be you suddenly downloading and knowing all the answers like your higher self would you most likely won't go there because you're here now it's an important reminder it's bringing that remembering really that whatever you're experiencing right now it's just your perspective from where you're standing mm. you as a vessel you as a human being you can only focus your vessel can only focus at one point in space and time at once humans have a narrow perspective and you can only see this much so whatever you are experiencing could that be just your point of view doesn't mean that that's all there is and when you bring that remembering it shifts so much because you can allow whatever is coming up to pass to flow through you as energy i am the vessel i am the physical body emotions are energy in motion i allow that frequency to pass and that's it and you bring the detachment so you can see okay how would one exercise i love to make uh -huh. yeah one exercise that i love to work with is it's almost like a journaling practice okay that you can put two columns on paper literally put it down into two columns first whatever you're going through whatever is coming up how does that look what that looks like in your physical perspective so in other words what can i physically observe what can i touch what am i feeling how am, how is my physical self going through this and you describe it it looks like mm -hmm. this number in my bank account it looks like me feeling this because of that or this person triggered this or that what you observe now the second column if all of these things that you just described were just energy how would you be looking at them mm. how would your maybe higher self be looking at the same experience if there were no physical translations beyond the looks of it in the physical reality what if that was just energy where energy is moving where energy is stuck even just realizing that it's just energy so you might describe that i'm all over the place <laughs> with my emotions now and stuff and it looks like me crying then laughing then crying cool second column oh this is frequency passing through my vessel so this is a, a mindset mm -hmm. shift that brings about that higher consciousness. Now that you talk about mindset, like since you do all this work, what is your perspective of perspective on mindset? Mm. I love this question. <laughs> I love this question because I started with mindset first before I tapped into the energetic work. My thing was mindset. So the way I, I look at it is, again, not neglecting the human experience. So I feel like when we just do exclusively the energy work, 
we're not grounding in that. When we just do the mindset work, we're not honoring energy. So what I, how I see it is tapping into energy first. That's the foundation. That's where we start. So looking at energy and then using mindset as a tool to ground that. So for example, we can move energy through an energy uh, healing session. We can go in a meditation journey to transmute, literally tapping into energy alchemy and all these things to bring about that movement and, and notice where energy is stuck. So we can go there and then we integrate it through the tool of mindset work. Mm. For example, this higher consciousness yes. shift. We can talk about higher consciousness all the time and without tools like this, simple exercise, it can be this thing that you kind of, okay, I, I know it, it kind of resonates and you cannot it's apply. Yeah, yeah, it stays in the mind level. How can I apply it in my life and business if it doesn't translate into physical action? Mm. As humans, we cannot. Yeah. And, you know, you cannot even, uh, as we, were, we always say, you know, it's this uh, balance uh, between uh, the masculine and feminine energy. Mm. You know? The, the doing and the being, the physical world and the creativity and, the, you know, and uh, what, what is important is that uh, a lot of people like leave uh, those two pieces separated. Like, oh, I'm all here meditating eh? and then I'm back into the, you know, do, uh, hustle, doing, doing. Or uh, uh, the opposite. But what works is really what we were saying before, becoming whole. Right. Yeah, when we talk about sacred union, it's not only the masculine and feminine, it's also ascension and grounding. 3D, 5D, all these things. Finding that bridge and what that looks like for you. So that's, that's one of the reasons why I love the rituals and this type of work is because we can tap into that through physical action that is not strategy yet. Mm -hmm. We will trigger strategy and, and physical action in your business. But it looks like if I would put it linear, I guess, let's look at energy, connect with energy, sense, feel, go that first behind, before the mind, right? Ground that through physical practices and that together in sacred union will trigger and bring the house and bring the strategy and bring the steps. And I feel like it's very easy for us to go the other way around yeah. and to go into how can I do it, what can I do, and then check in with your energy. And how has been for you like uh, discovering your jinkies, your soul purpose, your human design, being a projector, and how do you actually bring this into your business or life? or yeah. with your clients mind-blowing <laughs> <laughs> it's been definitely very activating you know and like we were saying before it's that feeling of coming back home coming back to yourself um, because it's new it might look like new information for you now in this lifetime because maybe you didn't necessarily read the words as they are right now 
but it's not. It's really not new information. It's remembering. So when the when I first saw my chart, my jinkies, and I got the book and I was reading, it was a new book. You could say it was new information. And at the same time, as I was reading, it resonated to such a level. Yeah. Like it's so deep that you go, oh, of course, that's it. Like I kind of knew that already. So it's really that activation that that I find beautiful. So connecting with that, like you asked in my business, looks like honoring my life's work. My life's work What's is your life work? 64, hmm. language of light. Yeah. And, and my whole chart is all about voice, clear voice, using my voice as the bridge, so expression, communication, and using that to merge, I think, I don't remember where in my chart now, I have to look it up, um, that they use these exact words, bridging worlds, ah. bridging realms. So I'm really here to bridge the physical and the spiritual, to bring ascension and groundedness, all this connection right through my voice. And so my life's work is the language of life. Ah. And I felt that from a very young age, still I didn't act on it. Yeah. So you don't give yourself permission that this is possible or real. Right, right. And I also had to go, I mean, I went through other experiences that didn't resonate. Again, coming, coming back to contrast and how in the physical we need contrast. We need what you don't want so you can see what you want. And every shadow has a gift and all of this. The contrast in my experience was starting my business around things that I didn't fully resonate to feel like something's missing and then come here where I am now that is honoring this and reading and connecting contemplating my keys was that reassurance like, ah that's what was missing and that's kind of it, it validates that gut feeling that inner knowing yeah. so it's such a such a deep experience and what about we were talking about before being a projector you know the energy they're all waiting for invitation yeah yeah big shifts big shifts because we are not conditioned to function as a projector i don't think we're taught or in business or in school we're not taught to honor the projector way so no one tells you i i've never met a business coach or in school back in the day i never met someone who would say you know what, you just rest, you know? <laughs> you worry about your radiance, you do your thing, and the invitations will come. And then things will happen. You just take a line action when you feel like it. That's most of the, you know, most of the times that's not the case. So I was conditioned very much so to function as a generator or an NG. And I was the hustler and I was doing and I was proud of how much I achieved and how much I push. And how, like we were saying before, the pushing. I was the high achiever, working, going after my goals because I'm determined or however I, I would see it to justify, you know? And I thought that was me. Like I, I had a whole identity around that. Yeah. Until I came to... I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I would honor that like, yeah, that's me. I'm the, I'm the hustler. <laughs> it really wasn't. I mean, when I connected with me as a projector, 
with my type and, and started you know working on it, I realized that a lot of really my sense of self was coming from conditioning and it wasn't in my highest alignment. So once I started to honor the projector way, it felt a lot better. And I didn't, again, coming back to contrast, I didn't even realize, I hadn't even realized how much I was in misalignment until I tasted the, the alignment. Difference. You know, exactly. So I started, I'm like, okay, yeah, things are good. I hustle, I do, I get results. So it's all fine, which I did. I mean, I did get results from acting like a crazy person <laughs> and then doing all the time. So I got results and I was, okay, cool. I get places, awesome. Then I tried the same thing, but from resting and honoring that I don't have to be doing things all the time, that I don't have to be reaching out, which by the way, I always hated, <laughs> hated. And things just started unfolding a lot more smooth, you know? So very shifting. And what about like in your personal life? Like uh, I know you, you, you are in a relationship mm -hmm. uh, with uh, a beautiful reflector. So well, how is <laughs> being a projector with a reflector? Uh, the main thing for all relationships, my, my relationship with my partner, friends, family, my main takeaway from learning the projector way was stop with the unsolicited advice. Yeah. With the, don't rub your knowing on people's faces when it wasn't asked, because we do that a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> we see it. From, okay, from the pro projector perspective, it's, it was that frustration. It almost like, uh, it itches. Yeah, I yeah. want to say it because you see it someone would bring something up and I see right through it, like right through it. So uh, with my partner and he would do things or say things and at, in one second in the conversation, I'm like, I know what it is. I know what it is because of this, because <laughs> of that. And it sh you should focus on it a lot. And I see it. So I'm eager to just blah and share all that knowing. It wasn't asked. Yeah. I wasn't invited. You, as much as I want it for the person's good, it won't be perceived in that way and it won't click. It just won't resonate in the way that I want it. Exactly. So it's wasted energy for both ends. So I'm, in other words, I'm learning how to shut my mouth until, <laughs> until I'm, I'm asked to contribute. But then I do, and I, then I do share, and it's received much better. So... Basically that. <laughs> and uh, so now, like, uh, did you did you talk with him and explain, you know, what is human design? Definitely, he's super into it. Yeah. Now we're both working on deconditioning. He's learning about him as a reflector also, and it makes so much sense. Bringing up something that he said that was really interesting before we got into human design, he would always say how he felt like a different person depending on the group he was with because he had the work group, then he had maybe my friends, then we have, you know, we're both expats. So we have group of friends from Brazil, from my side, mm -hmm. and the group of friends from Belgium, from his side. 
and we have these different circles, right? And he would always come home after hanging out with a group, then another, saying, it's so weird, I feel like I transform into <laughs> a different person. Like, I feel like a, one of the football guys when I'm with my Spanish football uh -huh. team, like the guys that play on Wednesday. Then I feel like I, I'm a totally different guy when I'm with people from work. Then I'm hanging out with this, and I would say, and he's like, you know, you know how it feels? I'm, uh, no. No. <laughs> no, like I'm always me, I guess. Like, I don't, I, I'm really always the same person, I guess. I mean, I don't get it. Anyways, not, not in the depth that he yeah. does. And, and yeah, so that was that conversation. Months later, and we were connecting with human design, then we started learning about reflectors, and it was boom, that mind-blowing moment. Ah, that's why you feel like you merge into different people. Like you're always reflecting your yeah. environment, the people around you, and you're that chameleon. So it, made, it makes a lot of sense. And it's very rare that you are you have a boyfriend reflector because you know there are only one percent in the whole world. And I met like me, I met so many reflectors already, and it's mind blowing. I'm all I'm almost a reflector. Yeah. Because my chart is almost entirely open, also. So we're a very open couple. Both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And don't get me started with the lunar cycle thing. <laughs> In a re I highly recommend, mo you know, um, suggest, I guess might be a better word, that partners with, you know, dating someone who is a reflector really gets into that a bit because it's changed so much. I would get so frustrated at how long he mm. takes to make decision. And just... Choose well already. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like whatever. It might be <laughs> delivery or big life decisions, and it was always ugh, such a thing, because I didn't know, and I'm just coming from a place of compassion a lot more. Yeah. And it doesn't even trigger me anymore, because I know when he's taking long, I know that that's how energy is processing his body. Yeah. That's not him being a drag. <laughs> you know. So you can be, oh, okay honor the energy dynamic there it doesn't trigger the ego yeah. response so that was another big shift for us beautiful so Ligia what are your next uh, project plans uh, ideas for your future my next project and I might be actually officially announcing it here because I haven't already yeah. anywhere. <laughs> so big yeah. launch <laughs> Uh, I'm opening a women's circle membership. It's called the Higher Self Activation Circle. Mm. So it's a membership that is basically a membership to a monthly women's circle. Okay. Where we get together monthly and you have guided practices every week, monthly rituals for the new moon, for every full moon, to ground that energy with consistency and with support. So you have the container and you have support of other women holding you accountable and holding space for us to show up to our energy. So that's a big thing that I'm really excited to start next year. And I have my energy course called ah. Energy Mastery, mm -hmm. where it's six masterclasses where I break down energy dynamics 
in a tangible way. So we go into quantum field and all these very out there concepts in a way that it, it feels more solid, it feels more tangible, and from that we can apply. So this, this is what I have going on now and I feel really aligned with it. It okay. definitely came from honoring my design mm. and my jinkies a hundred percent. I love it. And so where we can, where, where my listeners can connect with you and find you online? I'm on Instagram, im.ligia.leite, which I had to separate with the dots because I realized <laughs> that when I wrote Ligia uh. Leite, a lot of people didn't know where the first name stopped. Uh. And then I realized, ah, it's true, maybe not everyone is Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I know you since uh, how much? One year and a an half. And I still say you call you Ligia instead of Ligia, you know? <laughs> well, in Spain is Ligia. Ah. Because it's with the G, Ligia. so they say Ligia. No. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I realized that not everyone speaks my first language. <laughs> this is my handle. Uh, and I'm on Facebook with my group, my uh -huh. free group that is called Higher Self Academy, which is the new name that I'm also launching here. So, ah. rebranding, changes, yeah. The Higher Self Activation Circle okay. will be this container. And my free Facebook group is the Higher Self Academy. Hmm, love it. And um, we will leave, you know, all the links uh, for the group, uh, when she will have uh, the link for the membership, uh, her Instagram. Uh, and do you have a last uh, piece of wisdom to share with us? I guess what comes up is really that shifting just where you're coming from. If I can leave you guys with, you know, a main takeaway from this conversation would be to just check with where you are operating from when things come up, because it's always, that's, that's all there is really, is that shifting perception, isn't it? That, that awareness that, oh, this is where I'm operating from and I can choose to operate from a, a different place. I guess same with when you're contemplating your keys or your human design, isn't it? That it's the first thing, instead of getting caught up in the, oh, but I'm, here's a shadow or here's a trigger or and getting caught up in that, taking a step back and just realizing that that's what it is. Hold on, I'm operating from my shadow here. Or I might be looking at the, at the situation exclusively from my physical perspective mm -hmm. something is taking too long to come to my experience it's this day of the month and <laughs> it still didn't happen physical perspective if you connect with a higher perspective there is no space and time yes the calendar doesn't matter there's exactly. not been and all of this you can apply this to so many things that can trigger us in our business and it's it always comes back to operating from the physical mm. would you get triggered around a money amount if you're looking at it as just energy yeah there's no good or bad there's no space and time so yeah who cares it is the 30th of the month so for me the the main takeaway and the biggest shift for me was that remembering mm. when you get triggered when something comes up remembering that this is my physical perspective speaking this is just my point of yeah. view Thank you so much. That was amazing. 
Thank you, Lisa, for being here, for being at my house. Thank and, you. And you know, everyone wants to connect with Lisa. Just you know, follow her on Instagram or in her group, uh, or also in your personal Facebook page, yes. where you share a lot of content. And uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Calvino, for hosting. <laughs> Bye. Bye.